Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Have a large credit card balance after the holidays? Let Navy Federal Credit Union help you rebalance your priorities. Make a plan to do away with high-interest credit card debt by transferring your balance to a Navy Federal credit card. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, and most importantly, subscribing. If you haven't already, make sure you followed us on YouTube because we're dropping new videos every single week. We got a brand new podcast studio and it is sweet. We keep making changes every week to make it look cooler and it's just getting better and better. So make sure you're following us there. We've got a Patreon question of the day from Shailene, which... Here it is. She asks, what is your favorite to-go order at Whataburger? Mm. They are not from Texas, so do y'all even know what Whataburger is? I, I do. do. I do know what it is, but I don't... Thank you. Yeah. See, I wouldn't have said that. First of all, that. respect. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> First of all, do you, have you ever heard of it? <laughs> heard of it, but I don't think I've ever been to one. Never been to one. What? Well, mine. (laughs) (laughs) Whataburger catered. (laughs) Mine is the uh, Whataburger Junior. No onions, add cheese, and a small Diet Coke. Uh, I'm a patty melt guy. Mm -hmm. Number two, shredded cheese. No lettuce, tomato, pickle. Large fry, side of gravy. Every once in a while, (laughs) I like to have their taco. What? They have a taco? They have a taco, but... A couple of years ago, they changed it, and they cha- they ended up because they used to put fresh veggies on it, like lettuce and tomatoes, and then ha- like at some point they changed it to where they put grilled veggies on it. I don't like the grilled veggies on it, so when I order the taco, I say the old way: the lettuce, the tomatoes, and the shredded cheese, instead of the new way of it being like hot. Before it wasn't like that. Got it. So. Dairy Queen has good tacos. Low Dairy key, Queen if you didn't know. Does sometimes. One time I got it and they, the meat was cold and I did not like that. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know Dairy Queen had tacos. Yeah. yeah. They're excellent tacos. Yeah. Is there like any like really good fast food restaurants that are like kind of unique to y'all's area? Well, we we have Dairy Queen and and we have a serious Texas barbecue. Oh, you do. Oh. Yeah. In Colorado? Yeah. Yep. Is it good? It's really good. Yeah. It's amazing. But you don't have one of the, there's not a, a signature Colorado place. It's a White Castle uh, uh, up in the I don't think Colorado north, right? owns, like, they, they can't claim. Nothing? No. <laughs> Nothing as far as fast food no. goes. Yeah. There's no signature Colorado fast food joint. Not that no. That's sad. That's why they're healthier. That's why you're way skinnier yeah. than us. <laughs> there you go, right there. That's why they're way healthier than we are. We have no, bluebell ice cream and we have Whataburger and uh, ooh, blue and all down the Tex Mex. Yeah. It's just yeah. hard to cook at altitude, I'm sure. It's hard to. Yeah, it takes a lot longer to boil water up there, so. Yeah. You can't do anything fast up there. Oh. Everything's in slow mo. Well, Shailene, thank you so much for your Patreon question. If you want to ask your question to the guest, to the host, make sure you join us patreon.com slash team never quit. We've got ex- exclusive gear, behind the scenes content, all kind of stuff when you join us on Patreon. So make sure you guys check that out. We've got an awesome twins on in the, on the show today, which is fun because, you know, we've got some twins in our family here. And uh, I think that's going to be awesome. They are 
three-time Olympians in the sport of biathlon. Twin sisters Lanny and Tracy Barnes have completed in several Olympics together before both girls made history and inspired the world when Tracy selflessly gave Lanny her spot on the Sochi. Did I say it right? So I did not write so Sochi. Sochi. Russia, 2014. Chi with your chi. Chi with your chi. Olympic team after Lanny fell ill during the final trials and wasn't able to complete all the races. Welcome to the show, Lanny and Tracy. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to be here. This is yeah. this is exciting, for sure. Oh, Who's yeah. the oldest? Tracy, uh, you the oldest? Lanny. I'm five minutes older. Five. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm the baby too. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. Do y'all still do that? Like, oh. I don't get to drive anywhere. He still opens his presents before I do. Kind of talks down to me every now and again. You know, I took on more of the responsible role, I feel like. Yeah, but really? the, the oh, only yeah. reason why, though, is we didn't know that I was older until we were probably 12. Yeah. Right? Oh, stop we, it. We, we didn't even look into that. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> we, we just assumed that she was older because she took on the older sibling role. Like, she did everything. She kind of looked out for me. You, know, you can kind of tell, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a vibe. We have that, too. Yeah. I remember the day we found out, we're like, are our parents actually our parents? You know, every, everything <laughs> fell apart. We're like... <laughs> oh, we rolled through that as well. Yeah. Uh, um, did they know y'all were both there? No. That's no. the same thing happened to us. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah, they told our mom she was having a really big boy. Oh, really? Yeah, they could only detect one heartbeat. Heart, yeah, same with yeah. us. <laughs> so until she came out, they didn't know that, that they were having twins. Oh my god! It's cool, right? Yeah. I came in on the hills too. Yeah, they didn't know. I think my dad fainted when he found out. <laughs> yeah. Well, just imagine thinking you're gonna have a really big boy and then getting two little girls. Yeah, girls. <laughs> that is so funny. And you have another sister. Is she older or younger? Older by 14 months. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. they were only planning on having two, so technically I could have been, you know, the mistake, the whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Did they already have a name for the boy? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Oh, wow. We, we spent an extra day or two in the hospital because they wouldn't release us until my parents had names. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, so, how funny. Yeah. Were you all early? Nope. You went full term? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice oh, wow. work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my own mama couldn't hold us. We were two months early. Really? Like, oh, three, yeah. three pounds, four pounds when we came in. Yeah, one was three-something and one was four-something mm, That's tiny. Yeah, we people were, look at us now and they can't believe that, but that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. We were, she was smaller. I clamped down on that umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I mean. I was getting crushed in there, too, right? <laughs> How funny. Establishing dominance already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So I um, know y'all, obviously, from the She Never Quit event, which is one of my favorite things that we are able to do so bummed last year we couldn't do it because of covid um but i want everybody else to hear y'all's story like your parents pretty much lived like the real true american dream and from you know you shared some on instagram and uh if you could just tell us that story and we can go from there well i think we were very fortunate because we had incredible role models our our parents they they worked hard at everything they did and they um, they taught instilled that in us too I think they my mom was a, a school teacher and she she was one of those teachers that you either feared her or you loved her yeah. <laughs> she what, was, what grades and what she teach she taught um, for, first off middle school science and then she did um, biology. In high school. In high school. And, um, and then yeah. like AP <laughs> science and stuff like that. And she was, we had her for a semester and she was the hardest teacher we ever had. Like, oh. I was oh, like the whole time I was really? like, they yeah. made you, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know whether to call her mom or Mrs. Barnes and it just, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but she, it was the hardest A I ever had to earn because she, mm -hmm. she wouldn't, you know, help us out with our homework or anything. Oh She's God. like, the <laughs> other kids that. don't get my help, so... <laughs> You know, you're on your own. But, oh, wow. Um, she probably tried to gauge the way, because off of y'all, how she would teach. Like, if you guys could pick that up in the rest of the class, that was probably the scale. Made yeah. it harder on y'all, right? But, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I mean, she she was a phenomenal teacher. She she really pushed her students and stuff. And then my dad, he, uh, he started out as a shop teacher and then um, 
started his own construction company and, and just worked really hard, you know. he. Uh, yeah, they started out in a little tiny leaky trailer yeah. in Durango and then just kind of built their way up, you know, working, especially my dad working nights and all sorts of weekend projects and things like that just to try and make it, especially with three kids in diapers and trying to start a new business and all that sort of stuff. So, Yeah, um, they were incredible role models. And, and, yeah, I mean, we just... Growing up, we we did anything and everything we could, especially outdoors. And and uh, you know, living in the outdoors, you you learn a lot of things about how to take care of yourself. And and you know, if you you fall, you have to get yourself back up. And and uh, it was it was great having um, my twin sister and our older sister because we you know we we pushed each other in everything we did it, it, it was one big competition after another oh how fun yeah. so yeah and does your older sister have the same interest she she does like we grew up uh doing a lot of sports together and uh you know we're all three of us are best friends and we, we always say that she went the academic route and we went the sports route she, she had the good looks and the brains yeah <laughs> i was gonna say do y'all get along pretty good though yeah, yeah oh, definitely okay. yep yeah yeah, she became a, a ear, nose, and throat surgeon. Oh wow! So yeah, she, that's awesome. Overachieving nexus right there. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we went the 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 jock route, I guess. The went after sports and um, yeah, grew up shooting with our dad, and so we tried out shooting competitions. Um, and the first one we did were just not not our thing we wanted a little bit more excitement with it and so someone told us we were kind of juggling a soccer ball and stuff in between rounds of shooting and they said you're kind of in the wrong sport instead of just sitting there you know um getting your heart rate down that sort of thing and so (laughs) they said have you ever heard of biathlon we're like no there's cross-country skiing in colorado you don't ski up those mountains you take the chairlift up you know Mm -hmm. why would you ski up them so we we looked around for the sport and found it and tried it out it was absolutely miserable we sucked at it oh I mean, really we were we started it in high school um we downhill skied growing up but never cross-country skied and so um yeah starting a new sport when you're especially in high school when you're that's my question is that that sport cool. is hard yeah i mean it's just just brutal even yeah. even if you're good at it so explain the- how do you stick i mean what is that, that's my what's the grab i think for us uh, we we grew up playing soccer and we were really good at it and um it was it came easy to us I, we we practiced a lot and practiced really hard but um we were natural at it and when we we started biathlon it we we were horrible like tracy said and i think what drew us to that is that it was a challenge it was a really Project, really good right. challenge and we're like we're not gonna quit this until we figure it out yeah and, and we did see early success but it wasn't because we were any good we just stuck our head down and gutted it out through through a race you know we'd be flailing and flopping all over <laughs> falling all over the course you know but we'd get back up and you know pass someone again and again until you know so that we saw early success but it wasn't because we were any good we just kept going do y'all motivate each other if one of you is not doing well is the other hard on like do you get hard on her and vice versa no, not not necessarily like that. I think um, the way we kind of look at it is, if one of us is doing well, um, the other one could do just as good because we're exactly the same. Yeah. Like with the U.S. Olympic Committee, they published um, a lot of our physiological tests because they were exactly the same. Like we go on a treadmill, heart rate would be the same, VO max would be the same, lactic acid would be the same. Oh Everything gosh. was exactly the same. So we knew that. If if one of us had a bad day, it was because of that. It was a bad day, you know, and not that not that you couldn't have. Usually, it came it. down to this yeah. on that day. Not you know, skill wise, we were the yeah, same. It's always that, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's neat that y'all understood that and accepted it mm-hmm. at an early age. That it's your mind. It's not your physical. You know, a lot of people would just give up or. Um, or just say, "Oh, you're better than me," or whatever. But y'all knew at, a, at that age that you could just that everything was equal playing field yeah for okay. sure and then I, I think like Lenny said the draw to biathlon was that it was so tough and then I think one of the other draws for us was because as a nation uh we were definitely at the 
bottom. We were the underdogs. I mean, the Norwegians, the Russians, the Germans, they were all, you know, they grow up playing, playing, competing in biathlon. And that's, that's our thing. They have schools for kids, you know, elementary, middle school. That's what you do. You study on occasion, but you do biathlon. And so it's just a, it's a lifestyle for them. And, and to come into that, we, we wanted to kind of, you know, build up something if we could. And uh, that challenge was something that drew us to it. So you were in high school when you started trying that out? Yeah. yeah. What did your parents think? Uh, I think my dad liked it because Bothon, its roots are hunting on skis. And so he's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of my <laughs> thing. You know, he, he's not great on skis, but just hunting was his thing. So he was pretty into it. My mom's like, why would you want to do that? You're, you're good at <laughs> soccer, you know. I can go watch you and, and then go to the beach as opposed to in biathlon, you know. I, I, frostbite. I'm going to get frostbite <laughs> if I go out and watch you, you know. So, um, but, I mean, they, they were very supportive. They said, no matter what you do, just don't give up. If you're going to go for it, go for it. Don't just put your toes into it and then, you know, back out. And so um, I think that was what what their motivation was is like, if you're going to do it, then go all the way. Who got better faster? It's a thing. Go, I don't, I don't give me, I don't look here. Oh no, I love you. I love you. I get that. I mean, I get all y'all's defenses. I, I want to, I want to hear that part. Cause that's the trick. Okay, right? so, that, yeah, there, there is the drive in the beginning. Tracy, Tracy was a lot better than me. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know there is. Cool. Yep. Yeah. yeah in, the, in the beginning, she had a lot more success. Yeah. And then um, I got lucky on one race, and then after that, I had maybe <laughs> it, had a teeny bit more. It's a, tr- it's a trick, right? With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. When Mojo would get good at something, I mean, he'd just take off with it. But I would get fascinated at how good he was at it. And then he... It was never a point to where he would talk down to me because I couldn't do it. He wanted me to get good at it so I could compete with him, yeah. right? And you kind of feed off each other. But then there's always that twin thing because he would learn some cool trick that would that that would shift like from from when you're good to you get real good. It's you know what I'm talking about. There's mm-hmm. a, with us, it's one thing. And when everyone's usually explaining their, how they get good at something, they give you the outline. Like, oh, I did this, worked hard, I got ate my breakfast, I'm just like they told you to. Yeah. But then there's that one thing where like, oh, that's all I needed to hear. Yeah. That's all you had to tell me. And, I get, and it's that body shift. And you're like, oh, okay. And usually one picks it up before the other one. But it's a pull and, and push deal. We, we're, we're the same way. Yeah, and I think you, you guys probably saw a lot. You have your your biggest competition and your best friend competing with you every day, pushing you every day. So it, it makes a difference. I I feel like you can get to a a higher level doing that than as opposed to someone who you don't have such a close relationship with. There were days I would call at the the end of the day, I'd call him up just to, and I mean, beat to death, just the worst day ever. Because when they separate us, you know, that's a vulnerability. <laughs> and he would be so fired up about me getting my ass whipped because that's what I went there for. Marcus went to Bud. I went first. Morgan. I had to go through first. I, and, and I mean, I would tell him everything I would describe to him is what he read in the books and what we saw. And that's what fired us up to do it. Yeah. But when you're going through it, it's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he just he constantly was like, oh, you're good. You're, you're so good. <laughs> just keep going. I'll be there beside you. You don't even know it, man. And I, that's what I needed to hear. Just that one. That one it's kind of like your own voice talking to you. Yeah. Our own parents can't tell us apart over a phone. You know what I mean? That, when you hear that tone come yeah. through, you're just like, oh, that's well, all I need to hear. Just tell me to keep going. Just tell me to keep going, right? Because yeah. when you're looking at your mirror, it's like, hey, we're all we got. You know, what else is there? Yeah. Let's just keep going. It's, yeah. it's something. Yeah, a lot of people have that voice inside their head. Well, this this is that voice, <laughs> you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, as a twin, sometimes you have your communication skills aren't as good because when you grow up with someone all the time, you don't have to communicate like most normal people do because you already know what I'm thinking, what I want to say, things like that. So I, I don't Finish necessarily have sentences. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. That is so funny. So your first, like, 
when did you find out that you were making it to the Olympics? It was it was kind of a really challenging. Well, all three Olympics making making the Olympic team was was a challenge. Biathlon's just I don't know. It can be just downright miserable, but. The first Olympic trials, you made it outright. Like you just, she had really good races. And for me, it came down to like just a couple seconds. <laughs> like I barely, I barely squeaked it out. And, yeah, and Olympic trials are this process. They start out, you start out kind of the beginning of the year with this larger pool of people. And then it just gets whittled down and whittled down throughout the year. And then usually the last trials of the year is usually five people and there's four spots. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. You know, it's one of those things and it's just this long drawn out exhausting process over the whole year. And so, yeah, so our first Olympics, um, like Lenny said, she barely made the team. Like, you know, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> she made it. I know. That's my point. I was like, we <laughs> barely made the team. But there's other people that could have taken her spot. I get that part too. Yeah. But you got to get that out of you. Yeah. Barely made the team. Well, like I mean, for us, for us, a lot of times, like the difference between a medal can be, you know, being on the podium is, you know, fraction of a second, fraction of a second, or, you know, the width of a bullet. You know, if you miss a shot. Sure, life and death. I get that part. I was just being excited about being on the team. You know, I was like, <laughs> okay, so she made the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> made the team. Both made the team. Looking the whole big picture thing, I was like, he's I was always just trying to remain on the positive end. Oh sure. So you know how hard that is. They're making light of this. So it's three Olympics. It was kind of tough. We're just. I was like, man, y'all skipped over a big. Old... I'll be quiet. Well, no, I want 20, to. Know. Twenty-three. You're twenty-three for your first Olympics, and how many people are competing in the U.S. to be on the team? Well, for the the invites in the initial start of the trials, a couple hundred. Oh wow, they, that's a they lot more than I thought there it, would be. It whittles down to like Tracy said, five for four spots. So. And the biggest players are always from where? Mountain towns. No, well, actually, <laughs> actually it's from oh, they're ton out east. Yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of I mean, biathlon venues in the U.S. So no, we're talking about the Olympics. I'm talking about the world. Who, oh, who, the world. Who, who, oh, yeah. The Russians. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Who, the who Germans. The big, who do you have to go? The Norwegians. Okay. The Scan Scandinavians in general. Yeah, I mean, they grow up cross country skiing to school and just to get around. You know, yeah. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what yeah. I thought. I was like, I know competing here, but overall, there there are powerhouses around. Yeah, and even some of the top European biathletes will make five hundred thousand euro a year. Yeah, the top male is making over a million euro a year. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, so when we go over there and compete, we'll have between thirty and fifty thousand spectators at a World Cup, mm -hmm. and more people watch a biathlon on a Tuesday than yeah. watch the Super Bowl here in the Isn't US. Isn't that crazy? Oh my yeah. gosh! The I mean, they're crazy about it. It's unbelievable. The minute you step out of here, it's unbelievable. When, when y'all go overseas, I, there's a couple of athletes that I know, Superbike champions too. It's that stuff. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it was weird. We have biathlon trading cards, like baseball cards. All right, so y'all come over here to get away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we, can, we couldn't walk down the streets over there without getting hounded by people for autographs. And yeah. we come over here and people are like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> you what's know? Which is fine. You know? <laughs> we can get our parents to show up to a race over here in the U.S. <laughs> Maybe. That's <laughs> so funny. Right? right? Yeah. Like, can't get my parents to watch me do anything. It's, it's right cold. Here. I ain't going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the first Olympics you went to, where was that at? Uh, Torino, Italy. Oh, in Italy. Oh, but that was fun. We actually were in those mountains. We went from on our honeymoon that, that we story. won't talk about. It was a <laughs> horrible honeymoon. Oh, yeah, our honeymoon was a da disaster. It was. Um, but they we should went, make a movie about it. We went from <laughs> Switzerland to... We didn't even come home together. ...to Milan. <laughs> so we went through those mountains in northern Italy. It was beautiful territory. It was really uh, pretty. Yeah. What's up? I love you so much. I love you, too. We didn't Nine. talk at all, but... <laughs> 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 nice. Well, the marriage has been awesome. <laughs> All we had to do is We've make been married that. for 10 years. It was horrible. Yeah. That's it was. Funny. It was terrible. Okay. So, so yeah, our first Olympics, I mean, it's like anything your first time. What our does that eyes, mean? No, it's not. That's not a thing. You got to give me more than that. It's just like with anything. Well, anything our, what? Like open the door, for driving for the well, first time? Okay. So, what Going about to the your, Olympics has to be the most intense thing ever. Just like oh, your it first is. tour. It's the most, probably the most intense thing ever. Great way of saying that. Your, your eyes are this big. Train you know, for it. You got no idea what's going on. Yeah. Until it's time to it's go. It's like right? when, when you go outside in the dark and all your senses are heightened and you're just like, yeah, over heightened. So, we, we screwed up, I think, a little bit. You try too we hard. Did okay. You try too hard. 
Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you bonk and then yeah, exactly. <laughs> no recovery. That's a thing. That had to be so cool though to be representing your country. Yeah. I mean that was one of the coolest things I think for us was the opening ceremonies when you get a walk in behind your flag. Yeah. I mean, that's the best feeling in the world. That's really all I I like to watch in the Olympics is the opening ceremony because I could just like I cry. Well, the watching entire planet's watching it's, that. Yeah. It's the entire so planet's watching you guys to, go through that. To see how excited the our competitors are and just see who's representing us and where they're from. It's just the neatest thing. What's so. the vibe? You can feel that too, right? When you're oh, in yeah. there, it's something, huh? Yeah, yeah, you you walk in behind the the flag. They announce, you know, United States of America, and the whole stadium erupts in cheers of USA. Oh. You know, and and it just, oh man, it it just there's so much adrenaline rush. You know, it I think more walking in behind the flag than actual competing. Oh. You know? So that was I was going to ask you that is that is, can that is that something like when you when people are like hey why do you keep going back to the Olympics so I can walk into that that first part right yeah absolutely <laughs> or yeah the, or, the, or the closing ceremonies I bet. And to win. No, there's that. I would I mean, think that, because they're very, I mean, so, so competitive. I would think that your eye is on a medal. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and you always want to, I mean, you always want to compete with biathlon. I, it's there with, especially with the two different sports, trying to combine both of them. Rarely does everything get combined to where it's, it's perfect. But man, when it, when you combine it, it is the best feeling in the world. It makes all those days of training and all those times you fell on your face absolutely worth it. Yeah, so we did the Torino Olympics and, and then just, you know, got the taste of it, you know, when you get a taste of something and you want more. Yeah. And so trained hard for another four years and then started that whole long process of the trials again. You know, big pool, whittle down, whittle down, whittle down. So you here when you're doing that, or you? Where do y'all start you... out here in the U.S. in the summer? We're on roller skis. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Wait, is is it harder? Is that harder? Well, if if you want to stop, yes, because yeah. there's no brakes. <laughs> and are you on concrete? Yeah, yeah okay. asphalt yeah. usually. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So railroad, railroad tracks and stop signs are not your friend when you have those things strapped to your feet. Oh. Yeah, that's just for training. When when we do the competitions, right, like. Like a closed course. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right. that's crazy. But y'all have those, there's skis that you can go up the mountain with when there's no snow, right? It has those, the, the it's like roller blades for the, for the yeah. mountain. Yeah. And y'all train how many years out of them? You're just constantly? Yeah, we'd get two weeks off in the spring and then um, it was two workouts a day, every day the rest of the year, unless we were competing. Y'all split that down skiing to your abilities behind the rifle? Usually combined it. There, there were times where we'd f just work on our shooting skills and it was just shooting, no heart rate or anything like that. But a lot of times we combine some sort of physical training with the shooting. All right, I'm going to take it down a rabbit hole. Do you, so do you, when, when you get to the, to the line, do you slow your heart rate down or do you, do you pull your breathing to your heart rate to maintain an equilibrium to where you can shoot down that barrel without it moving up and down? We try to shoot with as high a heart rate as possible. You go up. Yep. That's what I thought. I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, you got to, right? Yep. You have, you yeah, have yeah. less, the higher your heart rate, the less barrel movement. Right. right. I mean, not, uh, not obviously compared to being at rest, but, you know, if you think of the, the EKG, the space between the beats, the, the, the bigger the gap between the beats, the more barrel movement you're going to have. Correct. Because it has nothing to do with your heartbeat. It's your yeah. lung movement. It's yeah. the barrel moving up and down. Yeah. So that, that it's to, it's to, to breathe through that part, right? Walk us through a biathlon competition. So for the people that don't know, and you know, we're talking shooting, shooting and skiing. So you are, how does this competition look? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot like sniper school on skis. I'll exactly. Exactly what it is. But you're right? going uphill. Up and down hills. Up and down hills. Y'all are the most effective snipers. Women. Well, they are. No, hands for down. Sure. <laughs> First of all, in the sniper community, I'm, I know I'm talking about. We study this. They, they will say that y'all are the most lethal thing that we have down here if you train properly. Y'all actually are, because of your ability to do that. I don't have that ability for whatever reason. It's that that's war tested. That that kind of thing. So when y'all get good at it, it's terrifying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like really scary. If y'all have the ability to do both those things, seriously, because it's the hardest cross doing on the skis and the snow in that environment, period, because of the temperature 
uh, outside and inside, right? On top of doing the hardest thing, which is shooting a rifle at something. But is there a marker that you're skiing to to shoot at or like a target? Yeah, so imagine imagine this. There's a big stadium, a gigantic stadium, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, 30,000, 50,000 people. In front of them is a start-finish area and then the shooting range. Mm-hmm. So they get a, they get to watch um, start-finish. There's big uh, jumbotron screens and stuff like that, so you can you, they, they have the whole course filmed. Um, so what you do is you start, you ski a loop. Come back into the range. Come back into the shooting range. And you'll ski the same loop um, just so it's spectator-friendly because there's – Usually, a lot of the courses, there's three to five people deep all the way around the course, just screaming their, their heads gosh. off. My yeah. so, gosh. We watch it every time. It's, I'm sorry. I get excited, man. I, I know, I, but I, I, I want I really all love my this. listeners aren't you, when, yeah. when you're skiing on the course in some of these stadiums, you can't, you can't feel yourself breathing. These people are just screaming so loud. You're going up a hill, and it's just it's, it's loud. It's intense. Yeah. You're and when you come in to shoot, that whole crowd just you know, 30,000 people. Yeah, you probably just... can't even hear them when you hit, right? No. <laughs> That's right. Har- I mean, that, no. That, think about that. It's sc- screaming so loud that it takes away your... You're like, did I get it? <laughs> and that's what makes the sport so fun is is when you hit, they erupt, like cheering. And then when you miss, they boo. Oh, God. <laughs> so it puts a lot of pressure on it. Right. And you have five shots. So so in between each, each shot, they either cheer or they boo. And then there's a penalty loop just right outside um, the shooting range. So if you miss any shot, you have to go ski that penalty loop, and they will boo you, know you it, right? all the way around <laughs> that penalty loop. And it's uh, um, you're shooting a rifle. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a you're skiing on cross country skis, and they're they're really thin compared to downhill skis. You're, you, there's no metal edges. It's just just plastic. Your heel's not hooked in. So they're they're very unstable. <laughs> so downhills and stuff, you have to be on your toes all the time because you know you fall on that you're going to break your rifle and oh my it's gosh. the hardest physical sport there is right and that, yeah they, it has, they say it has to be because of the environment they say you you burn more calories um in biathlon than any other sport in the world because it's in the cold you're, you're going up and down hills and you're using your arms and your leg every muscle pretty much in your that body so to cool. hand that coordination with the, the just that because they make us run down up and down yard lines and do the craziest stuff just just so we can lay down and learn how to shoot breathing like that. And Have they put you on skis? No, but I'm not an Olympian. <laughs> I was you know that. Right. First of all, I was a Navy SEAL and I had to go through that and I was nowhere near qualified to what y'all are. What yeah, are but you about. guys are the Olympians of the military. So. I get that's my compliment I'm trying to give you. <laughs> you on skis. Because we got other stuff to do. But Well, <laughs> I just think that would be a, a neat training be, thing just to. Do you? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the tough mountain. Make it more miserable than it already is. <laughs> I'm yeah. call hey, the girl's got Why an not? idea. Got an idea. I think you should put skis on him. If y'all come train us, <laughs> well, then we'll do it. On there we the go. sand. You can do well, it. They, no, there's there's some guys that, that ski on. We've done that before. In Colorado, there's the Great Sand Dunes, yeah. and we'll go over there and ski. And oh, my Some people gosh. do it in Hawaii. They'll ski right along the surf and in the beach. And oh, wow. I mean, some of the desert that dunes, you could probably have idea. a blast out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so second... Second time you're going through, which, where was that at? So these, the second Olympics, we're going to be in Vancouver, Canada. Okay. So yeah, so we go through the whole trials process. Um, We were favorites, I think, to make the team. Um, We were kind of found ourselves in a switch role from the the trials before. So Lanny's having good races. My first race, I totally bombed. It was awful. Um, but I wasn't too worried because the, the next two races were races that really, there were a lot of shooting in it, and that favor that was, that was your thing. That yeah. was my strength. Shooting was my strength. So um, I wasn't worried. Uh, second race went really well. Third race, we woke up the day of the race, and you couldn't see past here. I mean, there was so much fog. Um, and they ended up canceling the race. What? Yeah. So I fog? never fog. Yeah. Well, you couldn't see, oh, couldn't see the target. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right couldn't see the target. So, um, so normally they reschedule the race and it's not that big a deal. You just do it the next day or whatever. Well, for whatever reason, they didn't reschedule it oh, and man. they named the team based off of those first two races. So I had a bad race and a good race and, uh, yeah, just wasn't ended up enough. being alternative the you know alternate of the olympic team team that year which was kind of a tough pill to swallow 
um, mostly because I just never got that chance. Yeah. You know, and it was something that it was, you know, something out of my control. You can't, I, that, you can't, say you can't put that on you at all if that oh, happened like that. Yeah. For sure, yeah, but just still. It still sucks. It's, yeah. yeah you train hard for four years or longer than that. Um, and then you just don't don't even get that chance. You know, that was that was tough. So but regardless, I went and was able to watch her and she had to that point the best US finish. And when I when we were talking earlier about that, you know, podium being that far away, she missed her was it your last shot? Very last shot out of twenty targets by that much, and that would have put her in, in the podium. So, but it made us hungry, right? Oh, yeah. It was good, great so, motivation because, you know, you realize you were that close. Yeah. And it's it's possible. To, and especially to, you know, an American coming in and trying and knocking on that door with all those Europeans that are, and Russians and Germans and Norwegians that are so good at this sport. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a That's the best part about y'all. It's like, hey, if we're going to come out and knock on the door, and then you don't let us in, then we'll come in, we'll kick the door in, and then you throw us out. But when we come back in, it's, it's on now, right? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's almost the best way to earn it. Did Uh-oh. you become friends with the people that you were competing against? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it was interesting because we, as Americans, we were always, most of our competitions were in Europe. Mm-hmm. And that Christmas break, it was a week long. But if you travel home and then back over, it just wasn't enough time, and so usually we'd be stuck in, in Europe for Christmas and the Japanese team and, and some of the other teams that had a lot of travel, they'd be stuck there too. And so we, we got to become really good friends with the Japanese team for one. And when we first met them, they didn't speak Japanese and we didn't speak English. And so there's a lot of bowing and just, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And we exchanged Gift gifts exchange. and over, the, over time we started learning how to speak Japanese and they started learning how to speak oh, English how funny. and just became really good friends. Oh, that's so cool. Sport, right? Yeah. Brings nations together. Yeah. Yeah. We would actually, speaking of that, we would travel a lot with a soccer ball and bring it out in an airport and start juggling it. And you would just see like all these people come it. from all over. Everywhere. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, you would, no one would say, I mean, you wouldn't, they're speaking all different languages or whatever, but just start yeah sport just has a has its own language were there any other twins yeah yeah there were um uh italian yep uh, slovenia slovenia yeah. or slovakia i think slovenia yeah how fun all right so there's one more right yeah, yeah so there's one more so yeah pretty hungry after that last one and kind of like yeah we it's it's within grasp if we if we do this right so Trained another four years after that, started the long, you know, trials process, whittled down to five women trying out for four spots. And uh, again, heavy favorites to make the team. (laughs) (laughs) And so start out the trials and I'm killing it. I had some of the best races that I've ever had. And uh, she gets sick, like right, right before the the trial started. You got, you can't compete at that level and be sick and um so she tried to attempted to race the first race and just kind of buried herself and um, like the flu or yeah some some sort of nasty bug that picked respiratory. up overseas yeah. Yeah. yeah oh my gosh so yeah so she i don't did you race you didn't race no, the I didn't, last two races no i after the first race i was pretty much stuck in bed and uh, yeah. so she didn't race and um so yeah i went on and had probably some of the best races of my career made the team super psyched but all during it you know I'm watching her sick not able to race and I'm thinking to myself well four years ago I was in that position not sick but I know what it feels like to be like that close um you know a little bad luck on her part getting sick and not being able to have that chance so I decided you know there's something I could do about it and they announced the team. I turn around to the coach, and I'm like, I declined my spot on the Olympic team, ah, knowing okay. that that um, that they would name the next in line. That is so awesome. She gave up her spot for her sister. I gotta come up with something cool to do now. My brother, that's, that's, <laughs> that's like giving a kidney and stuff right there. there yeah, right. That is. That yeah. is so cool. Would, would you do something like that for your brother? Damn right. <laughs> 
Absolutely. If I knew that, if, if we're smart like that. I was going to ask you those kind of questions after you got done telling us about, but y'all, you absolutely. Yeah. You just kind of know. Yeah. Like there, there, there's a feeling I get sometimes. I'm like, I don't know if I'm the right one for this job, right? Or if, if we talked about this earlier, there's something about a twin. You can't explain it. And you're just like, I know you're the one who's supposed to do this, not me, yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. It's your time or not. It's, it's on those races. Sometimes we get sick, or sometimes that it's it's. A, did your coach have a hard time accepting that yes yeah for sure um and yeah a lot of people they're like well why would you do that you know you're you're having I was having some of the best races of my career um and you know who knows what would have happened I I don't I you know I don't think I would have meddled but you never know um but yeah it was the easiest decision I've ever made it just wasn't wasn't it was a yeah, no people, people kept asking us or saying you know that's amazing that you did that but i don't know if i could give up my dream for someone else and for tracy th- that was our i was about to say that's exactly how you say that i appreciate you saying that but it wasn't your dream <laughs> we're talking about of course you can't understand it <laughs> how could you <laughs> so how do you feel when she did that i said no. i said no i'm like you're it's because she missed out on that opportunity in, in Vancouver, I'm like, no, this is your time. You know, that you earned this one. You have to go. And uh, she's like, no. you, Because up until I got sick, I had been having the year of my life, too. And, and uh, she's like, no, you're, you're the one that's supposed to go. I train with her every day. I know what she's capable of. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that is so sweet. I love that. Well, the same way. So you you have a strength that she doesn't have, vice versa. I with my brother and, and our and our buddies that I grew up with, I was like, that's why we keep them around because he possesses a strength that I do not have. And when we're together, they, they feed off each other, and it, it, it kind of switches. So we don't really have a leader in our group, but whenever something comes pops up in front of it, whoever's proficient at it, you get your butt in there and do it right, uh-huh. and then the rest of us back you up like can't believe. because yeah. we do we are proficient in in it. Yeah. Right. And, but each time when that circle rolls around, it just it's a it's the weirdest feeling. There's been a couple of times we've gotten that as well. And um, when you get dropped into it, it's the no factor. Like, hell no, 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 no. I watched you go through all this to get that. Like, just just the guy, like I had to get everything out of the way so you could uh, slingshot in there and do what we needed to do. We're, it's kind of one team, one fight. I was trying to explain that to my boss the other day, actually, about how. Um, like for me, I, I, it's it sounds funny when you when you say it out loud. Like when I s- tell someone, you, separately, I'm only half as good as I am together. Mm-hmm. You know, when when we when we combine our forces, it's it's that much better. Um, you know, by myself, yeah, I I can put in my best effort. And I'm gonna, you know, do as good as I can, but together we can, we can make amazing things happen. That's so awesome. Unstoppable, <laughs> unstoppable force, you know, and, and it's hard for people to understand that, you know, that together we're the perfect person, but separated, you know, I'm only half a brain, half a heart, <laughs> you know, things like unstoppable that. Unstoppable force, a movable object. You, when you, when they go against each other, that's okay. Right. But when you're, when they're moving together, nothing can stop our, my brother and I is from the womb to the tomb. We came in here together. We're gonna to leave together, guaranteed. Yeah. Nothing gets in our way. That's why they separate us a lot of times, just so we'll learn. And when you come back in stronger each time. So did you become her coach? No. 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 I. I became her, probably one of the only American fans in Sochi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there was. Um, I don't know if you guys paid attention at all, but there was a white. They called it the the White Widow, and uh, it was. Um, I think a lady from Georgia or Crimea or something like that that was threatening threatening the Russian Olympics. She wanted to go in there and blow it up, and she she got into Russia, that. and they couldn't find her, and so they were worried that something was going to happen. So, uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee basically said, you keep know, your you, family at home. keep your family at home. There's there's a threat. Um, if if you don't want to go, we understand. But you know, we're like it's the Olympics. I'm <laughs> not going to not go or whatever. So we, uh, like, okay, well, I'm I'm going. And and Tr- Tracy was one of the few Americans that, at least for the Bothlon side, that that went and and supported us. So 
I remember the Russian Olympics. Didn't they have some issues with, like, some of the Russians that weren't doing well, like, ended up really sick? Or did somebody end up missing or something? And Because there was kind of a rumor, not on the news or anything, but I guess through social media, that, um, that like, the um, higher-ups in Russia were taking out their own if they didn't uh, meddle. It, it's, it's hard with, with Russia. You just, they have a completely different culture and, and things like that. They had the previous been Olympics banned they'd... from the last Olympics for, yeah. um, not being up to standards with their doping, oh, that's um, right. yeah. their okay. anti-doping, um, yeah, control I mean, the, the, the things we, we saw that, you know, Russia and other countries were willing to do to, to win at all costs. I mean, I, I'm the same way. I'll I'll do it all win at all costs, but I'm not going to cheat to do it. Yeah, you know. But the things we saw from, you know, people trying to cheat doping tests to, uh, there were even um, athletes being impregnated by their coaches and then aborting it so that they could get the hormone uh, boosts from. Oh my gosh! The early the stages of pregnancy. Oh my gosh! And just just things like that. There, it's it's. Unbelievable what, what people are, are <laughs> willing to do to, to win in, in other countries and yeah. So well one of the one of the Russian athletes was caught for doping in Torino Olympics and uh sent home. Uh stripped her of her medal, sent her home and she was welcomed as a hero. Oh really? So, you know, I mean different cultures. Yeah. Completely different. I mean that's one thing y'all get to see, right? Your ambassadors to the country. Does it make you appreciate America more when you leave it, when you come back, as you, when you get to see everybody else and how that... We live in the best country in the world. We do, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it breaks my heart seeing people, you know, burn the flag or, or kneel or things like that because I, th- I think a lot of those people have never gone overseas to tr- experience what it's like in other countries and to see, to see how amazing we have it back here in the United States and the freedoms that we have and things like that. Every time we come yeah, we're back. We're not perfect, but we're, yeah, we're doing okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's how you, the, the perfect picture is the entire United States. It's all of us together. Imp- imperfection is all through that. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. I, I heard somebody saying, you know, America is not exceptional. Whoever's saying that means they're not because America is a people. And it's wherever we live. So if someone's feeding you that line, it's like, well, coming straight from the person who's saying it, most everybody else is exceptional. And that's always how I try to look at it. And if you get a chance to go over and, and wear our flag in any capacity, because what you, y- y'all take it all the way to the line. After when y'all stop competing and it's not fun anymore, then that's when war is. <laughs> Plain and simple. I mean, if it went down and they turned, if something ever happened and somebody came out at us, you don't think, where do you think you, you two would be? Uh, That's exactly right. Sniper, right. SEAL team, right, right beside. Get on them skis. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's kind of like that. Y'all are a perfect example of how far we can and exceptional our our people are in that heart in that that sport, the hardest one. So you're in Sochi. Your sister's not competing with you. Walk us through that experience. Yeah. So Sochi was probably one of the toughest toughest experiences in my life because when I when I got to the Olympics um it it was kind of an unfortunate situation uh because of I don't know if it was you giving up your spot or what but um they didn't want to race me so I spent the the entire Olympics just trying to to battle for that opportunity to race and and you know they what was really cool about what she did is is it inspired the entire world like everybody's like wow that's amazing that you you do that and and uh when when you have that opportunity to inspire people to you know do the right thing or help someone out you know you really got to take advantage of that and um so yeah it was one of those situations where it it there's a lot of pressure a lot of um politics. a lot of politics and things like that but uh I, I finally got the opportunity to race. I, they gave me one one race to do it, and it, I'll, I'll sum it up. It, the, the whole race kind of was, it sums up our entire career. 
we pushed too hard. And I, I went out and I, I wanted to win that thing so bad that I bonked, bonked <laughs> so hard. But, but the thing that I learned the most about that race is that I didn't quit. Because I remember there was, it was one of the most miserable courses that we ever had to ski. It was straight up and straight down and, and really hard. And I was skiing around, and, and there were girls quitting, quitting left, and right. left and right and just, you know, giving up and things like that. And, and throughout the race, um, the harder I pushed, the, the worse I was getting. You know, I was just – my tank was on empty. I just ran out of gas. And um, – I started falling back down down the ranks, and and I see all these people, you know, quit and things like that, and I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna quit, no matter what. Even if even if I finish dead last, I'm going to give my absolute hardest best effort on this day for Tracy and for our country, and so I did. I made it to the finish line, and collapsed to the finish line, and and you know, it wasn't the worst result ever, but it wasn't wasn't a medal. But the, the biggest takeaway I had from that is that I didn't quit. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. That's kind of, that's what you have to go through to get here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be just laid on the line. I had my ass whipped so bad they made a movie out of it too. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, at least you know, when you show up and it's, I mean, when, when, when we come in pairs, it's, it's tough. You can bet more people learn something from that than they did from anything else. I get that part of, of, of the race, getting in there, but when doing that is the, is the pass or fail, just getting through that part, to take that pressure. The, the beautiful part about it is like, oh, it's so noble you to pass that down. That was hell. I mean, you got passed yeah. down hell, right? Yeah. To step into it, you could not do it. I mean, it was a blessing and a curse. That's how those work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Period. Yeah, there was. I, I remember. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the love that comes. I was like, hey man, I got my ass just whipped for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I remember um, skiing around this one nasty corner, and I'm coming around the corner, and the one of the Japanese girls had flown off the course and was being um, uh, carted off on a on a stretcher, and and I was just thinking to myself, how easy it could be for me to just launch myself off, and that'd be my out, like, you know, my excuse, like, oh well, I have an excuse for not doing well because I just launched myself off the course, broke a ski or something like that. And I'm like, no, I'm, whatever happens, I'm going to own it. I'm going to finish. I'm going to put myself through this, this miserable hell that I'm, that I'm going through right now. And I'm going to get to the finish and, and, uh, you know. Well, for the record, if it makes you feel any better, I actually threw myself off the mountain to get it over with. (laughs) 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 So good on you for sticking it out. But in that capacity, it's it, it, that's I know that sting, especially with us when we come back. That's why I had to go back. You got to go back, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can whip me if you want, but I'll keep coming back. Yeah. Up until the point to where you won't have to deal with me anymore, or this won't be a thing, right? And those are the greatest stories. Because if everybody's like, "Oh, I wanted to do this. I trained. I got gold." There's no in between. You don't have any of those moments where it's just like they took everything away from you. Oh yeah, we got some of them. All right. Like you can't, like you can't believe, and that's what makes you different. So out of all of that, I mean, that had to just be so mentally exhausting, physical, of course, but just that had to just wear you down. And then you continue to compete in shooting sports. So the competition never died with all of that exhaustion. How do you, what drove you to continue to compete? Just always wanting to be better, you know. And so now y'all do three-gun, right? Three-gun competitions, which is awesome. Can we? Is there any way we can, like, plug in some of their video of them doing these um, competitions? They're just so badass. Apparently y'all have the best time at the ranch. Like, I hear about the she never quit and all that when y'all are all together doing that stuff, how much fun y'all have. We're not allowed. I don't know, most people don't know that. But no guy, guy, well, it's a, a woman's event. Yeah, it's yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ladies, no, I know. Ladies, <laughs> like, well, that's not fair. Guys, like, yeah, they, they are not allowed. They make I'm sure they would love you there, but it's no, it's a thing. I get it. No, it's, it's fun. But I, I mean, I like to complain every now and again. <laughs> well, yeah, and the best thing about three gun is it's more shooting and less running. 
So you're pulling the trigger a lot more. Yeah. Not going nearly as far, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It just, it tests your shooting on so many different levels and coming from our background. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun when you do have those harder three gun stages, you're like. So do one of you like to run more than the other? Who likes to ski? Who doesn't? Oh, we both like to ski. We both like to run. Both of we, you like to run. We like we like the. That's shoot. a real thing. We like I the hate shoot. running. My brother runs 110 mile races for fun. Like I literally will not do it. Yeah. I'd rather fall. That kind of thing. Just I, have him drag you. Yeah, around. I love swimming. You put me in the water. Different story altogether. I mean, there are some differences. Do y'all have any of those? She likes red vines. I don't. What's that? Candy. So, candy. That red plastic. That's the only off. difference. Oh, Pretty like much, Twizzlers? Yeah. Yeah. Twizzlers, yeah. Okay. Red, yeah, red vines. Um, no one would <laughs> <laughs> no down that route with me because I would no, mojo in there. We'd have been like, I know there is a difference. I told you, <laughs> they're so similar. Where you and Morgan have a lot of similarities, there's also a lot of differences about y'all. They... I appreciate you telling me this, but I know exactly <laughs> what I'm looking at, so I know that they're there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there probably are. I think our biggest differences are personality. Yeah. Uh, other than that, we love to do, to do the exact same things. And y'all live close to each other? We do, yeah. 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 There's, there's certain things like, she's better at math, I'm better at science. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. What was yeah. that, that keeps going. Yeah. So yeah. just that I know those two things exist, then yeah, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, there's... I'm sure there's <laughs> we we, we don't ever talk about them either. Does one I, of you cook and the other funny. one doesn't? That's funny. Or... We both like to cook. <laughs> I'm trying to think They're of other things. <laughs> what's what's uh, some of the biggest differences between us? Well, I, I got the brains and the looks, and I don't know what you got. <laughs> Same kind of shampoo, same kind of toothpaste. <laughs> same clothes or off-colored, off opposite color. Usually the same color. Same color, yeah. We Mojo and I are, are different sizes now, so that that only comes into play. But then there are a time of year when we're both the same size, and then I'll have a lot of stuff over here, but we'll just keep it at his house. But, but Morgan ask... loves saying that he's skinny. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. He does. How, how much you weigh? He's like about two hundred five pounds. Like, oh, whatever, <laughs> man. Are you kidding me? I, I'm not. Because I'm the baby, but it's um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's it's. She's an inch taller. Yeah, so, I'm too. Yeah. yeah. That umbilical cord clamped it off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you created all that hell for me for all the movie. Like you pressured me in the womb and in life. That's awesome. That is so funny. Uh, well, I love it. I love y'all's stories. Is there anything else y'all want to share about your? So you got married. Your but and your husbands are not twins, right? No, no. Are they buddies? They, they get along, but they don't do a lot of stuff together. Yeah, so. Are they alike? No. no. So there, there it is right there. Yeah. So what? That's it right there. So they're different? Yeah. Told you. Told you. That's the difference. <laughs> so what did you go for in a man and what did you go for? I, I married someone very similar to my dad. Mm -hmm. And you? She would say I married someone very similar to my mom. Oh, really? How <laughs> funny. <laughs> just just personality-wise. Like, and what's funny about my husband is he actually grew up half an hour from my, where my dad did. So they, they have that same kind of twisted sense of Michigan humor, oh. which I think is funny. So growing up, did one, did one of you run around with... Like ride with dad and was gonna, daddy's little girl and then the other one hang, hung out with mom or was it? No, because we were, because um, there's three of us. So my older sister would hang out with our mom and then Teresa and I'd hang out with my dad a lot more. He taught them to be like hunting outdoors. Awesome. He didn't, he didn't have any boys, so he wanted to share, you know, that. And y'all were supposed to be the boy. <laughs> we were, one big boy. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. My daughter, my Adelaide, she is my, she rolls around with me. I love taking her everywhere. It's the best because I know when they get older, she won't want to hope, you know, understandably. I'm trying to get all that in there, but I teach her hunting. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm totally a daddy's girl, pants. too. What do you, yeah, I know, right here. I have daddy's girl through total and through. daddy's girl. So, and do y'all have kids? I do. She has two. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they call me second mommy. Oh, I love that. We have another friend that's twins, Hannah and Joanna, and they do that. It's second, their kids. And then actually one of them named her daughter after her sister. Oh. Yeah. It's so cute. Hello. 
I have well, I guess I do have a weird name. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I love that. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your story. And we can't wait to um, put, I want to put all the video together, just snippets from different things. I saw. I have so, so many questions. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a um, video of, I think it's you, Lanny, um, on a barrel, running on a barrel and shooting at the same time at the same time and like hitting every single target sounds easy it is not easy <laughs> it's, it's actually no i was telling someone this the other day <laughs> no, it sounds possible I'm it's kidding. it's easier than you think it is uh, for a lot of people so i do a lot of crazy stuff like yeah. that but like i'll unicycle and shoot i'll hop on barrels you know a lot of different stuff like that but it it all comes down to just training the brain to focus on one thing and the other thing being muscle memory. And that's all, that's all it is. Yeah. So, so is that how you, when you describe like the never quit mentality to people, is that what you would say? Just train the brain? Train the brain. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people say shooting. We'll just take just shooting, for example. Everybody says, oh, it's 90% mental. And how often do people actually train the mental side of shooting? Never. They go to the range, they put a ton of rounds down range, pull and the that, pull the trigger a bunch. But they don't think about how their mind is processing it or, or, or is... When, when we were training for a biathlon, so when, when you come into the, into the range, you not only have all those people screaming behind you, um, and you can't, can't think with that many people, and they're either booing you, you know, or cheering if you hit, the, you're, you're also, you, you've got your competitors right next to you shooting, so you know how they're shooting, so there's that pressure, and then you've got blizzard-like conditions half the time, so wind and, you know, sleet and whatever, um, so when, when we trained for biathlon, we trained the mental side of all the time, we're constantly putting something on training, or constantly trying to distract each other, so that when, when we get into that competition, we're able to flip that switch and be able to get, get the job done. That is so awesome. I cannot train my brain. That's what you it can. Is. What I'm say, not yes, good you can. at it. <laughs> yeah. well, I say train can. the brain, the body has to do that for you, because it's mind, body, and spirit. You, you put all those together is when you get that cohesive shot. And it only happens at a young age through, through that's when it's like, how do you train the brain? Well, I'll start beating your body up because that's the only way you're going to learn it. And that muscle memory up into the point to where it's the hand-eye coordination, it's literally wherever this is looking and your finger points, it's just an extension. Like you're just reaching out and poking somebody. And whenever your eye looks at it, those, those, those shots that y'all do, it, it truly is that. He always says that, and it's so hard for me when I start thinking about that and I'm shooting, I mess up. Because there's no thought into it. It's like with anything else, when I know to reach down to get a button or I know to, however you do everything else. With us, they, they wear us out. They beat us to death. That's skiing. I mean, they, they, they literally for days before they put an empty weapon in our hands. So we understand what that feels like. And then a million times you'll pull that thing. And then they'll put a magazine in it with no rounds in it. And then one by one, so you'll know. So what happens is you literally train your muscles to, that's a part of you. It's like your arm holding it up, yeah. anything else. And the less you do, the more times you do that, it just becomes a thing. And that booing and all of that, that's, that's audio programming. You put that in your head to where it becomes music, like when they're booing you and screaming at you, that's your rhythm. That we, we, that's what they do to us. Yeah. So when people wear us out and start screaming at us is right when I start coming, that's when we activate. And we can't do it until they do that. It's kind of like when you're chewing, you're, when they ask us, it's like, how come you can't? I was like, I have to be triggered. Yeah. Like, i got to be pushed into a moment to when it activates, and, I, and I, it's undeniable. And that comes through all that pain. It's, you're, it's you're, in, you're in the zone. You, you were able to flip that switch, and you're, you're in the zone. But we, we shoot better under pressure and with a high heart rate than we do just, like, if we're just know, plinking so out at the That's range, you know? Yeah, man, so. Did y'all ever think about going to the military? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we, we wanted Thank to, God they didn't, they'd be but our, our, <laughs> right. our, our mom, her side of the family was, was in the military. Um, and she's like, I don't want my three girls in the military. Aww. So we had to honor our mother's wishes. That's that straight gate to heaven right there. I gave mom happy. Yeah. Are your parents just super proud of you now? Are y'all all still close? Oh yeah. Our, our family were, we're all best super friends. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. The family's so important. You guys yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
We have his mom lives on property. Oh, you'll the be there. log yeah. cabin that She'll you passed coming in. Nice. That's her house. So yeah, we're all super tight. Yeah. The thing about when it comes to my, my brother and his kids, I mean, they're safe with him. They're safer with me. I mean, I'll be harder on them, kind of, and then, but then I won't. Because, you know, with Bunkle, you get, they get to do stuff you can't do with your dad, right? You get to break yeah. that and be that cool uncle. But with the twins, I, my, one of my brother and I talk about it, I was like, man, we're identical. Which means his kids and my kids are closer than cut their brothers. And if they showed up if, on a blood test, it'd be that close. And we raise them accordingly. Having two personalities kind of uh, in one family, helping them, man, it's just so much fun. We, we're having the best time with this. This part. Yeah. She uses my kids for slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> pick up brass on the range. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good that's, for that's that's character. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. What are you yeah. talking about? It's like, you can do that job, I'll give you a more important one. Yeah. That's how I justify it with my kids. But when I, when I think of your kids, that there isn't anything that I wouldn't do. That they're almost like my kids because, you know, you're my, you're my twin. And there isn't anything I wouldn't do for your kids. Yeah. I literally don't look at them differently either. Yeah. Yeah, I love my nephews. They're so they're a piece of work, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're so funny. <laughs> Sometimes, because you, you're twins, right? When you see something, them doing something, you're like, why haven't you talked about that? <laughs> yeah. I had Lincoln with we me don't in the last, do it. Um, yeah. the last She Never Quit. Remember I had the little baby boy? That's, that's my nephew. Yeah. Lincoln was with us. Well, that's awesome. Thank you all so much for coming out here. I've been, uh, yeah. That was great. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. That was fun. Man, that was so cool to have Lanny and Tracy on to share their story. They're just incredible. We were so grateful to have them here in the studio. If you guys love the show today, make sure to share it with a friend. Make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, because that helps us get the message out, share our message of never quitting with everybody out there. It's a lot of fun to do this every week, and you guys leaving reviews and sharing the episodes are how we're able to grow this thing. We appreciate you guys for doing that. Hey, make sure if you're not already, follow us on YouTube, follow us on social media. You can go to teamneverquit.com slash social, see all of our social links, me, Marcus, Melanie, Morgan, all of us are on social media, posting behind the scenes content, sharing all kinds of stuff. If you haven't already, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We've got access to some cool, cool swag. Make sure you subscribe to the show. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys coming back every single week to listen to the show. We enjoy doing this, and we couldn't do it without you guys. We'll see you next week.